Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy This time I'm gonna stand up and shout. Gonna do things my way. It's my way. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. You thought I was gonna do fake lyrics, didn't you? Surprise, I didn't. Sometimes the surprise is that there's no surprise. Look, that's how much he appreciates the artistry of Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that's he right. He would never bastardize their words. Yeah, you want me to for our silly little podcast? Do you want me to go paint over the Sistine Chapel while I'm at it? <laughs> Not gonna happen. I'm Halla, if you hear me, Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the 12th Dan, Danielle Radford. That's right, I'm loud as fuck! <laughs> and our special guest, actor, comedian, and co-host of the podcast, Culture Kings, the big deal, Jaquise Neal. Welcome to Tights uh, and Bites. podcast world! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare be sour! <laughs> Clap for your first time guest and feel the power. <laughs> it's a new guest. It. Yes, it's it a is. new guest. Yes, it is. Had to do it. Had to do it. Oh. Everybody else had one. I had to have one do too. It. Oh, that's fantastic. That is a first. Yeah, I thank loved you. It. I appreciate it. Oh, Listen, my God. Good setting work. a bar for every future guest. <laughs> that's right. Kick them out if they don't do that. You don't just set the bar. I you am the bar. That's right. <laughs> Before we jump into everything, uh, Jaquise, tell us about how you got into wrestling, how big a fan you were. We were talking a little bit yeah. off mic, but tell us about it. Yeah, so wrestling, actually, you know, um, like if to get fully into it, my mom used to go to wrestling shows, like uh, when it was territories and stuff like that. Like she used to go to shows with like Ric Flair and stuff. Her uncle used to take her. Uh, so it was just something that, just appeared in the house when I was growing <laughs> so up. So just something your family did. Yeah. Because your mom was like super into Because my mom it. was, I don't know if she was super into it, but it was something that she felt comfortable with me watching. Okay. Uh, so as a kid, like I remember watching, like I remember The Undertaker debuting, uh, Yokozuna, wow. uh, Lex nice. Luger, all of those. I became like, oh, I am choosing to say I am a wrestling fan probably around 96. Okay. Yeah. That feels about the right. The attitude era. era. <laughs> right, right. The attitude era was just kind of kicking off. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hunter Hearst Helmsley was becoming Triple H. <laughs> yeah. And uh, DX was becoming the thing. And then Monday Night Wars and everything. And I was just hooked after that. I mean, once DX was like, suck it. You know, if you were like, seventh I will. grader, I was like, <laughs> I like that. I'll say that too. I will say that to everyone. I will say that to everyone. I will become problematic. <laughs> it's amazing how much that DX suck it was like the Bart Simpsons eat my shorts for like, like that generation. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, we got told we couldn't say it anymore in school. Because we were also, you know, we were doing it to girls and shit. So, like, sure. <laughs> and we didn't get it. I mean, we And you y'all like, had no idea yeah. what that meant, but your teachers did. But our teachers did, right. So it's, it's odd to think that professional wrestling, specifically the WWF at that time, and even now, wasn't fostering a healthy relationship between <laughs> no. men and women and respect for women. No, not at all. It just seems weird. I, I don't, I don't get know. it. 
flabbergasted. Can't understand. Hmm. Let's dive into more pleasant stuff and talk about <laughs> Crown Jewel. Ooh. A broadcast uh, that apparently came from an unlisted location. Because they did not, all they just said was live from Crown Jewel. So we can only assume that that is a floating city in the sky. It's like the mm-hmm. city of Atlantis. Yes. Yeah. It's the city of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. It was a rare event that managed to disappoint and frustrate everybody across all demographics, whether you are someone who respects people in general or if you like wrestling. You have plenty <laughs> to be disappointed about all around. Hulk Hogan's back. Yeah. Something that that I believe was not mentioned on either Raw or SmackDown this no. week at all. So maybe he's now the mayor of this floating city <laughs> in the sea somewhere. Uh, it's, it's it's so hard for me because like there are great videos of people, women, who were like cheering their fucking asses off and got to see all their favorite superstars. Yeah. This has never been about like the people of Saudi Arabia not getting to enjoy wrestling. It was about it being a fucking propaganda tour. I, um, you know what? I'm going to start ranting. So well, this is going to take like five minutes. Let's just, <laughs> let's just move on. Let me, uh, a couple other things that happened there. Brock Lesnar has the championship again. Stupid. So I assume it's now been retired. I, yeah. I, you're not going to get this title defended until WrestleMania. He couldn't have gotten yeah. that stupid ass green belt off of Braun that we've never seen. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. This entire thing. Could it be a trophy? It has yeah. been like three seconds away from yelling at any time. A giant, t- they couldn't just take it a bunch of hubcaps or whatever they melded together to make that other. Giant thing. It was ridiculous. I, I don't get. I just don't get it. Now you're not going to get the pay per view. I'm mad because I'm going to Survivor Series. Oh. I want to see a damn title. <laughs> Did you watch Crown Jewel? No, no, I didn't watch. <laughs> None it. of us watched Crown Jewel. No. no, I didn't watch it. I literally haven't even seen many clips. I've seen a few pictures. Right. Uh, yep. I will say this: reading people's reactions and seeing gifts of Crown Jewel. Is way better than giving you life. Thing, Uh, (laughs) it it was basically fucking Botchamania 112 or whatever one Matthew was at by now. Yeah. Also, man, Shawn Michaels. Listen, you know, look, nostalgia, blah blah blah. I get it. I get it. Man, they so old, man. He looks oh, he looks like he's seventy two years old. Uh, yeah, wrestlers age. Head. Yeah, wrestlers don't age in regular human years. Yeah, they're like football players, they age faster than the wrestlers. Yeah, it's Undertaker just is like fifty one. Uh, yeah. Undertaker look older than my seventy nine year old grandfather. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous because their bodies break down. Yeah, you can only throw yourself off of shit for so long without it like starting to show on your face. Yeah. One of the many problems with this event in total, and the other, the greatest Royal Rumble was the other one, right? Yeah. Is that you're essentially watching, like... It's like when I, the Queen of England had the Golden Girls come and perform a live show for her. Yes. But they didn't, like... Mm. It wasn't a thing where you had to watch it in order to understand the next season of Golden Girls. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? And it also wasn't, like... The queen asked them to do it now when, like, half of them are dead. And so they just, like, have people in, like, masks. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it was, like, her doing that because she loved the show at the time. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's just weird. It's, this The whole thing is weird. It, it's weird, like you said, for continuity. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I don't need to hear how you're supposedly treating what We're letting women drive. And we're letting, like, I don't right. need to, like... Fuck out of here. Come on, man. <laughs> like, y- y- y'all trash. Y'all trash. That- that's yep. why Hulk Hogan was there. He was, mm-hmm. You know, I wrote a, I wrote a meme. Uh, I wrote, like, a little a tweet, I mean, when I was like, 
uh, Hulk Hogan giving a promo. Let me tell you something, brothers. Uh, you Saudi Arabians, you're so progressive with the way you're treating your women, almost like the way we treat our niggas. I mean, brothers. Uh, <laughs> you know, because like that, it's almost the same thing, man. <laughs> like, you just no, take two trash people and try to paint them as good. <laughs> like we can see through that rusty ass paint. Yeah. We see. Well, no, and that's the one. Like that was. There is no doubt in my mind that that was WWE dipping their toes in, can we bring Hogan back? Yeah. And then you see the response to every tweet that they did about it, and mm-hmm. now they know, nah, nah y'all can't. can't bring him back. You can't. Like, He's done. He'll go and he'll do, you know, Crown Jewel 3, the crowning or whatever, <laughs> or, you know, when the fucking elves from Lord of the Rings want to go back to their island to, like, retire or whatever, he'll go and do that, but... He's not, they were testing the waters to see mm-hmm. what the rest of us thought, and we all made it very fucking clear what the rest of us thought. Yeah, and the locker room hates him. <laughs> you can Just, apologize all you want. Yeah. You can't, there are no apologies for, at least if you're going to, if, if a nigger's gonna fuck my daughter, he better be tall and rich. That's, you can't. Ain't no coming back from that. He literally said, <laughs> it's, you know, because I'm always like, you know, people fuck up. If someone fucks up, we have to give people chances to learn and yeah. yada, 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 yada. He didn't learn shit. He is still entitled. He hasn't done the work. All he's done is a couple of dry, begging ass apologies and tweets. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, it sure would be nice if I could go back to WWE. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And move the fuck on. You're a millionaire. You shut down one of my favorite websites, you piece of fucking garbage oh, bullshit. Yeah. Well, I fucker. hope it was worth fucking Bo the Love Sponge's wife, you <laughs> garbage man. He is cardboard if you crumpled it up and you put dog hair on top of it. And they keep trying to give us Preach. this weird fucking paper bag dog hair thing and being like, don't you love it? You used to. It's like, yeah, I loved it when it was a box and I opened it and it was a PlayStation 2. And now it's just a racist covered in my dead dog's hair. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's all right. Yo, yo, listen. You live your life, Queen. Yeah. Live your life and tell the, because you're saying 100% true. Yeah. (laughs) You're saying true. There's nothing there to correct or change. (laughs) Hey, Hey, so before we move on. Hulk Hogan has blocked tights and fights on Twitter. Yes! yes! <laughs> nice! Yes! And I'm yes! pretty sure it was just because on every tweet that he was mentioned, I just basically copied and pasted um, Ooh, did he block his what whole, he said. What he said. Yeah. I just posted what he said, so uh, I'm not sorry. Oh my God, please, please. You guys are me. doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's talk about something good. How about Yay. that? Let's do it. Here's a clip of Becky Lynch. Cutting a promo on Ronda Rousey. You say I should be happy because I have your respect. I have your respect. Welcome Survivor Series. Ronda, you're going to find out that it's not your respect that I'm coming after. It's your arm. And I don't care if you're the baddest on the planet because I'm going to make you mine. Oh, look, it's, it's the oh, only time the WWE has ever used bitch in a way. Because it's normally dudes who are like, you're a bitch and you're going to be my bitch. And it's like, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. But when Becky does it. Sounds great. Yes. She sounds, yes. She's great. Yeah. I I hope they are completely taking the gloves off of her and letting her cut her own promos and and be everything that she can fucking be in this role. Because this is... Obviously, the crowd doesn't want to boo her. 
Mm. Right? Mm. Right. So, you know, and this is something that wrestling today doesn't really give us anymore, which is you don't need to be a heel. You don't need to be a face. You can just be you. You know, The Mm. Rock was an asshole. (laughs) He was an asshole, but everybody loved him. And he wasn't walking down the aisle (laughs) high-fiving people and shit and smiling every time he walked down the ramp. Stone Cold was an asshole. But we loved him. Shawn Michaels was, even though Shawn Michaels did go to the traditional heel face mm-hmm. uh, route sometimes. But mm-hmm. like nowadays, it's like the only way you can be a face is to love the crowd and be honorable. And the only way you can be a heel is to be a coward and hate the crowd. And it's like, nah, man. You can just be somebody who's completely honest and be like, nah, I'm the best in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Love that. Love that. Yeah, it's. I think it's rarefied air for the people who can pull that off convincingly. True. And she seems to believe everything she's saying. And you can't say that for everybody, even top people yeah. who can yeah. give a good promo. Yeah, they don't suddenly have to, like, you know, be coming out every week with a Make-A-Wish kid. Right, Like, yeah. as, as much as that means, just do that later. Like, right. just don't do that before do it, the show. Do it off of kayfabe. Yeah, do it yeah. off camera. <laughs> also, yeah. have y'all been watching her feud with Seth Rollins on Twitter? Yes. I love it. It is the best. And you would be amazed every time they post something about it. And even WWE has started to get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the official Twitter account. You'd be amazed how many people are like, no. Becky is the man, and we want to see him ri- or see her rip his arm off. Like be- suddenly, you have all of these people pushing for an intergender match. It's yep. amazing. Are y'all down for intergender matches? Fuck yes. I wish they would do it more. Triple yeah. H is against it. I don't think I've seen a lot of intergender wrestling. I've seen some. It doesn't bother me yeah. particularly. I think if it's a good match, I want to see it. Yeah, I don't Even care who's Triple wrestling. H let himself get beaten up by Ronda. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, Triple H, that's what's typical of like Vince and all them. Right. The well, rules don't yeah. apply to them. Well, and also with Ronda, it's like people will believe she could beat up Triple H because right. she was a person who beat people up like for, for real, real. Right. And they, it's amazing how much they will put MMA over their own company at yeah. any given point. Um, they will be yeah. sure to let you know that MMA is way better than what they, that's so weird. Obviously, there's a problem of like, it looks like violence against women, yada, yada, yada. Intergender wrestling is what got me into wrestling. China's yeah. matches are what yeah. got me into wrestling. And I think as long as, now obviously, one thing that people keep saying on Twitter is like, well, I don't want to see Alexa Bliss versus Braun Strowman. And it's like- Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't, you moron. It would be someone like a Becky versus a Seth where yeah. it's like, yeah, there are physical differences, but it's not like- preposterous, yeah. you know? We did have another highlight on SmackDown, which is the debut of Nikki Cross. Mm. Yes. Sanity is complete once more, and she had a, a good competitive match with Becky Lynch to sort of announce her presence. What are your hopes for a Nikki Cross on the main roster? She was, she, I mean, the, the stuff, the Gargano angle in NXT was mm. great. I kind of wasn't ready to see her leave that I don't know if they're gonna if she's gonna split time between the two that's what I'm hoping for for right now what do you want what do you want from her on your on your main roster I want the same thing I want trickster Nikki Cross like I love sanity and yada yada um I and I like her being there but mostly like I I want them as her henchmen Mm -hmm. and I want her doing the same thing of like stirring up trouble and I like that she was a character who it didn't matter what part of the card you were on, Nikki Cross could come and fuck your day up with something weird. Uh, and I love that her first match was against Becky Lynch because I, I think we see whenever a wrestler comes in from NXT and they are hyped up as 
dominant as they were in NXT, once they get past that first initial <laughs> run and that first big disappointment, they kind of go and let me look at Oscar. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know I knew exactly who you were talking about. Look at Bailey. Yeah. Look at I mean, there's so many instances where these NXT people come. Uh, Neville was another one. Like there's a Finn Balor even. You know, like yeah. there's so many of these where they come and they're hyped up as yeah. They're going to be just as dominant here. They don't have to be. If we are treating NXT, quote-unquote, as like the minors to the majors, mm-hmm. then, you know, when you get to the majors, you're not going to be as good as like, uh, Clayton Kershaw, the right. baseball reference. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be as good as, like, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you got to work to get there, but mm-hmm. when you're there, you're there. There's just sort of a bargain bin now yeah. of NXT talent that, should have done better, and they're still around, so who knows? But yeah. it feels like at this point, the the it's over. Bloom is off the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nia Jax and Tamina are now partners. I guess Nia Jax making the heel turn that she needs because she is the big show of the women's division, <laughs> and I mean that in terms of how often she switches alliances from heel to face. Yeah, it doesn't matter, and I'm way less invested in her as a character because of it, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. sucks because I think they had they had something huge when she was the monster heel. I yeah, now they, I feel like it's... It doesn't matter. None yeah, of it matters. Who cares? Instead of bringing up Tamina, which is what I think that they're hoping is that it will elevate the status of Tamila, Tamina, it is actually lowering Nia Jax yeah. by so much. Yeah. yeah. There's one, Look, there's something that I wish WWE would stop making their women superstars do. For instance, on Raw, when the riot, Ruby Riot broke Natalia's father's glasses. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see Natalia cry. I, I, like, I, you wouldn't have Seth Rollins cry uh, after, like, I don't need you to. Either that or have Seth Rollins cry more. Or, like, or, that's all right, right, right. or flip it and be like, yeah, you know what? These people, everybody has this. But the way they do this, I don't need to see. Uh, I don't know. The other thing is that, like, they are asking for a lot of acting when it comes to those crying, bullying yeah. storylines that, people that can't folks act. just don't have. That's true. Like, you're asking for a lot of... It, it doesn't take a lot of acting to be like, you have a belt, I want a belt, I'm going to hit you in the face, yeah. and here are compelling reasons why. It takes a lot more acting to be like... My father's glasses. <laughs> Not my father's glasses. You know, like it's how will I remember my father? <laughs> and also, the glasses being broken had no effect on the outcome of the match. That's how you win the match. If you're a heel, you break the glasses, distract her, roll her up, get the win, and yeah. then you move the story on. As opposed to we did it, and then we broke the glasses because we're mean. They need to let the men wrestlers be more human too, so it's not like a difference in humanity where it seems like it's gender based that's Mm -hmm. the look that is giving Mm -hmm. where you want your women wrestlers to be more soft emotional and all that shit I mean big boss man ran away with fucking he Big Show cried. He, he ran away with Big Show's dad's casket. Well, Big Show did surf on it for a while. <laughs> and, like, it was great. He did boogie board on his he dad's did boogie. sarcophagus. Yeah, no, and, he, and he was definitely sad about it, but like he he, he boogie boarded on it first. Al Snow ate his own fucking dog. <laughs> he, but he mostly threw up. He did. But he, he was probably crying also. He was probably also crying. It's inferred. But yeah, it just, it just wasn't that big moment of like, <sighs> Yeah. Like with the lip quiver and yeah. all that stuff. It's yeah. a manly cry. Yeah. Let a, lip, uh, let a let man the, lip let quiver. Sobs. Men, let them sob. Let them sob. Men got lips. Yeah. Lips quiver. Yeah, I got let lips. lips quiver all the time. Yeah. I got big lips. I can quiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the quiver callbacks. 
<laughs> so my lips need to see profile. All right. Uh, the teams for Survivor Series are starting to take shape. I do want to note it's not on here that uh, the Usos and New Day wrestled on Tuesday night to see who would be the captain of the tag team traditional uh, match. The Usos won. Great match. And then immediately, in a great show of continuity, uh, named the big uh, named New Day as their first additions to the squad because they're they're the best and they respect them and they've had a great feud. I just like that little bit of yeah. storytelling and that like, all right, this is face. These are still face Usos. They're doing faceish things. Yeah, like showing respect showing where it's respect due. Showing respect and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I still, I'm still waiting for the new day to go heal again. I know they're selling too oh, much stuff. They, I, I bet I know. I, I would bet any amount of money that they want to do it. That's when they turned around. I was in that WrestleMania crowd a couple years ago when the whole New Day Suck chant really got big because mm-hmm. they were trying to push them as three black preachers. Yes. <laughs> Power of positivity because that's Vince McMahon for you. Yeah. And when they started getting the free reign to go heel, oh, it was the yeah. best New Day has ever been. Oh, yeah. It was great. And then there was one promo where Xavier Woods was in the back. They were drinking milk. And he said something like, we don't stain our lips with cursing. And then they found out they had to defend the titles. He was like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard, man. They're, they're great, man. They're, they're going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, this, yes. This run they has solidified all three yep. of them is going to the Hall of Fame. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the main teams right now, Miz and Daniel Bryan are the co-captains for SmackDown and have added Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and the best wrestler in the world, TM, 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 Shane McMahon. <laughs> the Raw has Strowman with Drew and Dolph, the other two members yet to be named. Do we think Cena's going to be one of them? I hope Are they going to trot Cena out for Survivor Series? I would love if Cena didn't come back oh. for seven years. You don't want him back? I think he should do the rock thing. Like, I also, just don't come back. You're done. You're let done. me let me look, because Bumblebee's coming up. He might not be able to do Survivor Series. Bumblebee. A little close. Yeah, a little close. A little I'd... close for him to be, like, full-on wrestling. Although, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't doubt he shows up for something. Just to be like, hey, I'm here. Bumblebee's a movie. Scoots. Yeah. Um, the crowd but... will be like, oh, Bumblebee, yeah. Bumblebee's gonna be good. Sure, great, be great, be really good. <laughs> Can't wait for it. It's I mean, I haven't good. seen when Megan Fox left Transformers. That's when I left Transformers. You left. You're like, that's it, uh, and not anything to do with her. It was just like, you're gonna take both of the main characters out. <laughs> this feels like a good jumping off. This point. feels like a good jumping I'm, off. Dude, point. I'm telling you, the director of it is the director of Kubo and the str- and the stringy stuff. Two strings. Are there any directors that where every movie they make is really really good? Mm. No, but this dude's really close. <laughs> he did yep. Paranorman. He did Coraline. Well, cartoony stuff. He produced things. I want. I the want writing. everybody to succeed. <laughs> I'm glad that people got work. Bless them. But I've, you know, fool me five times. Yeah. Shame on me. I feel you. Three of them can't do it. I can't give any more money to the transfer. I did. It. I started giving money to them when I was a little kid. What yeah. are the writers I'm did done. the Edge of Seventeen? I'm done. I haven't even heard of that movie. It's a movie about a girl on the edge of 17. Sounds right. Sounds right. Next story. (laughs) (laughs) She just spins around wearing black flowing shirts. Yes. Sure. Uh, If you've got any thoughts on Stevie Nicks or Bumblebee or The Week in Wrestling, find us at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Bumblebee. When we come back... 
We've got to talk about one of the biggest rivalries in the history of wrestling. It's going to happen, and that is coming up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together, we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. (laughs) Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And... I was two butts, 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 butts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Jackie's Neil. Yes. Wrestling is built on storylines. There's no medium that conveys drama quite like wrestling. And we like to showcase some of the best beats from a particular story in a segment we call The Beatdown. Hey, yo, white boy, give him a beat. (laughs) What? What, Julian? Wait, that's it? (laughs) What? You chose that? What? That's still one of my favorite Cena promos from this, from this basic fucking <laughs> Yes. Is that the one where Earl Hebner, oh. Brian Hebner starts beatboxing? Yes. With right. love uh, Brian that. Kendrick as uh, who, who did the rap. All right, I'll co-sign on that. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell the two yeah. biggest names of WWF's Attitude Era and perhaps their biggest confrontation came at and on the road to their match at WrestleMania X7. Jaquise, you're a big fan of both of these guys, right? Huge fan. My two favorite wrestlers of all time. This is the middle of their trilogy of WrestleMania matches. Yes. The, the last one, I think, was at 22? Uh, last one was at 20, 19. 19. Because this was 17. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. X-A, 2003. Break, then 19. Oh, 19. The Rock Weird. finally gets his when, win. Uh, when he was Hollywood Hill Rock. Yeah, what yeah. was... Uh, where was ni- where was WrestleMania 19 at? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, oh. It was that Washington. big. It was oh. it was the first huge ramp. Was where, it? Yeah. You know what? I yeah. think I might have been at that. Were you? I think I was at that WrestleMania. Oh shit! You saw Stone Cold's yeah. last match. Uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the podcast. So before. you saw the worst of their three matches live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's back up a little bit and and get into uh, the things that led up to their WrestleMania X7 match. This was obviously not the first time they'd wrestled. They were the main event of uh, of WrestleMania X5. 15. Yeah. 15. They just yes. fought every two years. While WrestleMania X7 wasn't their first match, it was the first time they were on equal footing as stars. The Rock was on his way up in 99. By 2001, they were the two biggest stars in mm-hmm. the company mm-hmm. uh, and the world as, re- as well. The story really kicks off at the Royal Rumble where Austin wins the match. Mm-hmm. And then one month later at No Way Out, The Rock wins the WWF title. But uh, when we put over stuff later in the show, I'm going to give you the real kind of spark on this particular powder keg. So we're always in, in one another's orbit. But at, at that point, uh, the uh, Stone Cold was really in the middle of his feud with Triple H, hmm. which culminated in one of my favorite matches, probably one of my top five Three matches stages of all of hell. time. Three stages of hell. Such a great fucking match. So great. So underrated. So great. Uh, back in back in the day, kids, 
a wrestling angle didn't involve them constantly attacking each other. It was more like early Ross and Rachel, a will they or won't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and The mm-hmm. Rock and Austin definitely had that long before uh, they locked up in this particular match. Uh, like this moment when The Rock tees hitting Austin with the rock bottom. So beautiful, mm. yeah. Oh, that 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 is building one on one. Our and then Austin did the same thing to him. Oh, mm-hmm. so great! It's beautiful. God. So how do you turn up the heat on a rivalry like this? You take one man's wife and install him as the other man's manager, which <laughs> they did with Deborah becoming the Rock's manager. Uh, and Austin was not happy with that. When Deborah got hurt, it got even worse. Here's a clip. Can I also say something probably controversial? Oh, I can't Mm. wait to hear Mm. this. This may not be controversial. (laughs) That Stone Cold theme is my favorite one. Really? Okay, no, that's yeah. The disturbed one is my favorite. It it fucking got me so hyped. Step off! I don't know the words of it at all. The I'm baking a lemon inside you. Yeah. Oh man, it just made me feel like rage, man. I mean. Classic Stone Cold theme is obviously classic, but I fucked with this one. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I just, I can't ever, I, I I appreciate you, but I can't ever co-sign Disturbed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I, the only reason I no, know who I grew, Disturbed look, is is because of this. I grew up in a trash town, man. It was a trash town surrounded by a meth town. I get it, <laughs> but. Oh, oh, wait, wait, I, here comes the best part. I think. <laughs> what did they even say? I fucks with it. I think that's one reason I love it because I don't understand more than three syllables in this. I, you know, I, I, I still like the "Who do you think you are?" Raw theme more. Uh, I just want to read what was in the script next. You had uh, Jakey said has not seen the script. Okay, let me just hear it. <clears throat> There was also the time where they made the unfortunate decision to give Austin's music lyrics. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was a bad idea. <laughs> sorry, I'm doing the second thing. You're doing thing. the second thing. Right, right that was banned. The polite version where you cross That was banned at Bret Hart Elementary, let me let you know. <laughs> that was the name of my grammar school, it was Bret Hart Elementary. Oh. <laughs> I swear I, to God. No. I swear to God. No. That was the name of my elementary school in Chicago. Bret Hart. Well, no wonder it was banned. He wouldn't have approved. He wouldn't have approved. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with that st- statement. <laughs> that I school, think that school's basketball team is hated in the U.S. but loved when they go to Canada to play. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happened. Uh, uh, <laughs> that song. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hear that song in this clip, uh, which. <laughs> Features the biggest brawl they had in the lead up to their match, which happened on SmackDown when they decided to toast their upcoming match. Here's a clip. 
And here's to you, Rock, walking down that aisle at WrestleMania as the WWF Champion for the very last time. Oh! That's either a toast or a challenge. It's one or the other. Here's to your health. Here's to your happiness. And here's to your getting whooped at WrestleMania. You would have thought this was a go-home brawl? No. Mm. But it wasn't, because it was time for a sit-down interview with JR. Beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> the, uh, he's the Barbara Walters. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Austin explains just how much he needs to win the match against The Rock. Here's a clip of that. I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than anything that you can ever imagine. So that's the mentality. I roll into the Astrodome with the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin is back and that I must beat The Rock to be the World Wrestling Federation champion once again. And there is no other way. There can be only one. There can be only one World Wrestling Federation champion. Not anymore. And that will be Rock. <laughs> there are two now. Said and done. Stone Cold Steve Austin. So you're like, you're not the With all due respect. Love it. <laughs> Why do these guys, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of feuds, even between top guys where both are very talented and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And there are other times where it's just electric. What is it about these two in particular that that makes it work? Is it, can you, can you point to something? Is there, I, I'm sure you've thought about this. Yeah, I, I think it's a couple of things. One, as far as just wrestling in general, I think back then it wasn't as scripted. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, between The Rock and Stone Cold, which is something you don't really have right now, they respect each other. You know, their stories of them not liking each other at first are obviously out there, but they respect each other and now they're friends and blah, blah, blah. But they were fighting for top spot in the wrestling world. That wasn't fake. No, and that brass ring shit is real. Yeah, that shit is real. So, and they were both and fighting for it. everyone wants Daddy Vince's love? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But this is also a time where wrestling was starting to blow up and cross over to the mainstream a little bit more, too. So, you know, you had The Rock, who, you know, was going to be on SNL. You had Stone Cold, who was making guest appearances on TV. So, like, there was more to be in the top spot than just having the belt, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they were both fighting for it, and they were both just naturally good characters and naturally good performers. You mentioned earlier the acting part. They were both good actors. Yes. You know, they're both good actors. So I think you mix all of that together, and you got that little bit of realism between them. And I think that's something that's missing in wrestling now. You don't really get a sense of competition, in the WWE. And I don't know if that's because there's no WCW, mm-hmm. even though at 2000, WCW was starting to kind of fade away. But what does being the top spot give you in wrestling right now when WWE is the only game in town? Right. Well, and I guess there are many reasons for that, but part of that is the idea of 50-50 booking, which you can, honestly, weirdly enough, 
blame on the popularity of The Rock and then being like, we're not going to make more superstars that go off and become bigger than the company. Yeah, because The Rock is. He doesn't need WWE. <laughs> he, he hasn't needed no, WWE No, anytime before. he shows up in WWE, he is doing a favor. Yeah, he's doing a favor. And yeah, that you know, The Rock is the reason why you have a John Cena and why you have a Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Why they're pushing that because it was like, well, if somebody's going to be bigger than the company... We're going to choose who it is, and we're going to make sure they're company men. I also think from a detail perspective that they are two wrestlers who, in their matches, are really good at finding moments to improvise and pull the audience in. Oh, yeah. Mm, And they're both so good at that that they find those, when they're in a match together, they Mm -hmm. each amplify the other's ability to add personality and and really more depth to the story that you're seeing. And, impro- and, yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 and yes and, and yeah. again, that is something, we talked about it earlier, but that is a talent that Becky Lynch has. Mm-hmm. You know, that moment in her promo last week when she's like, someone starts chanting for Ronda Rousey, the ability to be like, oh, I already have something for this, so I'll just take that and make it look that is a skill. Yeah, and ring story is huge. Mm-hmm. What's a five-star match? It's not just a technical match. Mm-hmm. It is telling a ring story, and that's what The Rock was so good at. That's what Stone Cold was so mm-hmm. good at. An example of this is Rock Brock at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Rock went into that match as the face, and he was getting booed his ass off. Watch The Rock change in that match. He becomes mm-hmm. a heel at the end of that match. Yeah. Like, he, he, becomes, knows. he knows. He knows. He know He is doing heel shit, and he is, he's yelling at the audience. You can see the change in him because it's the ring story. So when you put it together, beautiful. And the best are the people that can merge both. Yeah, the best yes. are the people that can Which merge I both. Which I love The Rock and, and Stone Cold. They did not. But <laughs> on, okay, is on occasions good, is they a, did, yeah. He's a better wrestler than anybody gives him credit for. Yeah. Con- especially considering you worked hurt for a lot of his Most WWE of his career. Oh, his, yeah. yeah, Austin used to be a technical. He used to be yeah. a, like a mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestler, not not a mat wrestler, but uh, a he yeah. was a technician, yeah, technician. For, mm-hmm. for a little bit before he became a brawler. Mm-hmm. Well, this, Because that's what happens he, when you break yes, every bone in your body. <laughs> <laughs> this, this match, I would put up, I, it might be my favorite WrestleMania main event of all time. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is a five star match. I would give it five stars. It got five stars. It got. It was a five star. Oh, it was match. a Meltzer five star match. Yeah, it was, I know. Not that that means anything. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it was one of the few that actually got a five star from him. And intense from the beginning. Great story of two guys who cannot put one another away. Yeah. Uh, and then Austin, who said before how important it was to him to to win, foreshadowing, does the unthinkable. Hmm. Here's a clip. Uh, and how he was so unexcited yeah. <laughs> when he took it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all can see me, but I put I got two beers in my hand with my middle fingers out right now. Down with the sickness. <laughs> Same song. Fucks with it. You got one good song, you ride that pony into the ground. Yeah. And then keep going until you come out the other side. That hill that hill turn afterwards, 
obviously wasn't as successful. I think a lot of it had to do with the invasion storyline. And then people just got tired of seeing Stone Cold not be an ass kicker, right? It was funny originally. I, I think what really hurt it was Triple H tearing his quad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that really killed. hurt it. Because uh, the two-man power trip was great. They just mm. didn't get a long enough run. Does looking back now, knowing that it fizzled out afterwards, yeah, does that take away from the impact of that moment? Because I know obviously me. the first time we all saw it, mm. that that was a huge shock. Right? Yeah, yeah. But from you, you still you still not to enjoy me. It. I, I compartmentalize I, it. I think the social generation we're in now, where we're very clip based, right? I know everything that happened up to and le- and afterwards but I can go watch that match knowing what led to that match Mm -hmm. and have it be a singular event. I don't know. It's a great match. It's one of those ones where when I first got the network, I was going back and looking at a lot of them. And this is my fault. I shouldn't have done this. It's like when you watch something when you're a kid and then you go back and watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, I was really into gem. And so I went back and watched a bunch of gem and I was like, this might not be good. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard. If you can train yourself to turn that off, which I try to do. I'm trying. It lets me enjoy it. But here, here's what I want to ask before we before we leave this segment. I know the official end of the Attitude Era and start of Ruthless Aggression is the, the summer of 2003. But I would argue that this pay-per-view is the, the last pay-per-view. The Attitude Era was over after this. Yeah. WCW was, was gone. Mm-hmm. Rock was gone. Would you all agree with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Triple H yeah. pretty soon was gone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed the entire invasion angle. And then after that invasion angle, Austin was gone. Mm-hmm. Until he came back for the rock fight in 2003. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. So it was a lot of stuff that was different where, I would, where you're like, all right, Undertaker becomes the American badass. Yeah, it, uh, you know, sometimes you catch lightning in a problematic bottle and, yeah. and that, had, that had dissipated by then. It had dissipated. So this was the end. There you go. To me. Let us know what you thought of this match and of the end of the Attitude Era. Do you agree with what we're saying? Let us know at the Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that we think you're going to enjoy. That's coming up next on Tights and Fights. Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, DJ, scholar, and journalist. And I'm Morgan Rhodes, music supervisor and stiletto devotee. And we host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Morgan, what exactly is a heat rock? It's a record that's like hot fire, combustible. Basically, just a really, really good album. We've taken a deep dive into Nigerian funk from the 70s. He kind of had like a bad reputation in in town as just being like a sketchy dude. (laughs) And he was just making music that for thousands of miles around him, he was the only person doing anything like that. 1980s teen comedy soundtracks. This soundtrack always felt the same to me as like when I would find a, a great blazer at a thrift store that I could, and I was like, oh, this is going to be me now. We've talked about Prince, Boys to Men, Kendrick Lamar, and everything in between. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined by... Danielle Radford. And... Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jockeys. Neil. 
Well, it's just like Mike's here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had him on our pod, and he, he was all phones all day. But <laughs> that's what we do, though. Everybody got phones, phones, phones. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Richie, you're our guest. Mm -hmm. What would you like to put over? I want to put over what I think was Brock Lesnar's last good match, mm -hmm. which was turning back the clock. Turning back the Brock. Turning back the Brock. <laughs> Sorry. It was uh, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam. Oh. If you go back and watch that match, that's the last match where Brock actually wrestled and actually wasn't promoted as somebody who no one could beat unless you're also a 52-year-old man uh, who hasn't wrestled in 12 years mm. or Roman Reigns after the eighth time. Right. Uh, <laughs> so his next good one was kind of AJ Styles, mm -hmm. Brock, mm. but at that point he's still Suplex City. So it's really on AJ to hold that entire match. Mm. Yes. CM Punk, Brock. They both held their weight with CM Punk obviously being a primary. I want him one-on-one. -on -one. I want him here right now, but I know he's not here. So I'll take him and I'll kick his ass at SummerSlam because that's what I want. At SummerSlam, I want CM Punk against Brock Lesnar. I want the best versus the beast. Go check that out. Yeah, yeah. Danielle? All right, so I am putting over... Um, and you know what? I know that I'm biased, but this is the first time I've put my wife over in probably a bunch of time. So WWE Network, which blah, 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 words, which words, obviously I unsubscribe to. But they are doing a network collection for the Sasha Banks Legit Boss Network Collection. And if you go on to their Twitter, they had a really nice um, compilation. We, we always talk about how great the post team is um, about putting together these clips and making everything seem really epic and amazing. And so they did that with the promo for this epic collection. So I want to make sure that I put that over. Or every time I get a new gear, which is usually every pay-per-view, I write a little message inside my wristband thingy. And this is my go-to because... I am not afraid I was born to do this. Ah, it's the only thing I love. I love wrestling. All right, everybody check that out. I'm going to give you some homework, too. Uh, we, since we talked about Rock Austin at WrestleMania X7, I want to give you the little spark that set off that uh, powder keg. And it happened during the six-man Hell in the Cell match at Armageddon 2000. This is December of 2000. This is Mick Foley... Uh, this is the night he is fired as commissioner hmm. of the WWF, and it is a six-man match with The Undertaker, Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, champion Kurt Angle, this is a WWF title match, hmm. and Rikishi. It is probably most notable for Rikishi taking a dive off of the top, Terrible. actually being pushed backwards Terrible. off the top and landing on a flatbed truck covered in hay. <laughs> but there is a moment in that match where Austin and The Rock meet face-to-face -face for the first time, really, since their WrestleMania main event in 99. Oh, and it yeah. is an electric moment. Here's just a sound of the crowd reaction in JR's call. All right, mm. that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Jaquise Neal and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. 
I, I want to promote another podcast mm. that is not one of mine mm. that I started listening to, uh, which is Cocaine and Rhinestones. I know I'm super late to this, but if you are not aware of it, it is Tyler Mahan Co. doing the like an basically an oral history of country music in the 20th century. He either chooses an artist or a song, meticulously researches it, and then presents it. He does it all himself, and it's fascinating. As someone who's not a huge country music fan, I like feel like I have a lot of new music I can listen to, and the stories are incredible. It's Cocaine and Rhinestones. Look it up on iTunes. Jaquise. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Dude, this was great. We love this. Will you come back? Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. We recorded yeah. that. We have it on we have it committed. Please cut tell- that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Where do you want people to go? What should they listen to, watch, follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my own podcast as well on the How Stuff Works Network, which is also now iHeartMedia. So hopefully some big shit's coming up. It's called Culture Kings. Uh, go check that out. Also, I got to promote this. If you're in Chicago, Chicago, I'm coming home. Culture Kings is coming with me. Chicago, mm. Culture Kings Live, November 29th, 9 p.m. If you listen to it and you just want to hear me be on my shit a little bit more, uh, <laughs> come to the show, listen to Culture Kings, and you can find me on all social media at Jackie's Neal. Where can they get tickets to the show? Uh, easiest place to get tickets is a couple places. You can either go to culturekingspod.com. Mm-hmm. It'll be under live appearances. We got a link on our Instagram. We are also running a contest right now. If you buy a ticket to the show, uh, you enter in a contest to win some free merch. So, oh. yeah, that's uh, two easiest ways. Danielle. So, Mike is doing this really fun thing. If you go onto his IG at Art Trap, Art Trap, at Art Rap, Mike. Art Trap. <laughs> Art Trap. Shut up. Jillian's laughing. Is he your Trap King? <laughs> Mike, yeah. he, got, he got a kid. He ain't nobody trapped That's true. <laughs> um, but so he's doing something on his stories called Try to Relax Live, which is really fun. It's like him and Video Dave. So make sure that y'all go out for that. If you if, if he's coming to a city near you, buy some tickets. Um, also, uh, make sure that you pick up Lindsay's book, One in a Million. She is also doing a new I Heart book, which is her I Heart Hawaii. So make sure mm. you keep an eye out for that. That's where she is writing because she is always writing 80 books at once. And as for me, I've got my Patreon. You can find it on my Twitter pages. Excellent. And listen to all my podcasts, for goodness sakes. Please do. Look me up. I'm a very medium deal. <laughs> Our producer is Scorpio Sensation Jr., Julian Burrell. He Julian, believes in astrology. Quick check. You're bending the bars. What's your max weight right now, bro? The, the proportional strength of Scorpio Moon in one bar. Round it out. <laughs> oh, like, I'm actually Scorpio Moon. So you got, just bet. My, my moon is in Scorpio. Scorpio. So you just bench press me. Julian's got these cool glasses on. He looks like a librarian turned into the Hulk. I'm here for it. I'm here for it is all I'm saying. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Don't forget to check out his new music project and go see him live. He's coming to your city. I guarantee it. Keep up with us all week long at Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights and at Tights Fights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, there's something you can do right now, and that is to go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let people know what you love about the show so they can fall in love with it, too. Thank you so much, finally, to all of the Maximum Fun members who have a portion of their monthly recurring contribution come to us to help keep the lights on over here in the studio. We appreciate it more than we'll ever say because there is an injunction against us. We'll be back what? next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Bites. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.